Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. Oh, I've got to get down a little bit lower so I can get all of my mad hair into the into the frame. You see. Hope you're good. Hope you can hear me. All my usual concerns over the technology working, but seems that uh, everything is hunky dory. Points and prizes for whoever tells me otherwise, though. Of course, I'm speaking into the ether. Um, I've got the uh, little caption thing here. This is what we're talking about today. Hopefully you've seen on the description and stuff. Hot topic. Honestly, the number one thing that you guys have asked me to talk about and us as Physio Matters to talk about for the last few weeks since it was announcement of a fee increase. Now, we it's it's fair to say that I'll be scratching the surface a bit today, giving my over you know general thoughts and, and mainly my thoughts on the commentary so far, because the topic will be discussed in more detail at our special event. So you will have noticed if you haven't already on social media that we've got a special Physio Matters event because you guys have asked for this. Um, oops, sorry. You've, you've asked for uh, us to discuss it. It seemed more appropriate than just like a, a chewing it over and stuff to get a panel together to, to discuss how it came about and also, um, obviously, I'm happy to share my thoughts and, and the team's thoughts as well as then get a panel together to get everyone's opinions out there. But it seemed more appropriate to do it thoroughly. So we're doing that as an event next Thursday. So sign up for that. It's free and it's going to be really interesting, really keen to get your opinions on it. Um, Talita said, is your hair in honour of upcoming Halloween? Absolutely, yes. Uh, nothing to do with it, just getting out of control. And I rubbed some gel through it and thought, wow, I'm going to go wild today. It does need trimming. Mrs. Chew's been on the hook for that. Um, she's since you know, what the like lockdown haircuts and stuff. So I now refuse to go to a barber's. So yeah, that's what this is. Pretty, pretty wild, pretty spiky. Pretty good for Halloween, actually. I'll take the kids around trick-or-treating with this. It'll scare everyone, won't it? But thank you to Lita for that. Good heckle. Still counts as a heckle, I reckon. No. Always hair-related, the uh, comments on chewing it over, I think. What are your thoughts on this um, early days, then, for the CSP fee increase? Please let me know. Um, and are you attending our event? There it is. Hope you are. Be interested. But it's been really... The, the, the thing that's been most exciting in a way is that there has been a lot of conversation about it, right? We know that part of the problem, and the CSP have said that them, themselves, that there's not as much engagement with the membership. You know, we've got low voting rates at the council elections and stuff. So, um, you know, sometimes it's good that when you see members that are sharing their thoughts, and, that, and those thoughts are across the spectrum, right? You've got people that are, seeing it as a reason it sort of slights the touch paper and they start talking and ranting about uh, all things that they dislike about the CSP and consider it poor value for money. And then you've got others that, that then explain the mechanism behind it and then, and then I won't say defend, but like, you know, justify and explain the, the increases to why it's necessary and some of the complex technicalities behind the scenes that, that sometimes people underplay that of course need funding like you know the complexities around insurance and the the way of the world these days after the pandemic and otherwise and some of the interesting unique challenges that the CSPs faced and the membership has faced from what I understand from like professional sport and stuff and, and high profile cases where insurance payouts have meant that then premiums have gone up and stuff so things that you won't necessarily understand and I don't try and pretend to understand all of the us and ours of it but I just like the fact that when 
when people get discussing these things, it's often useful for us to try and channel that energy into something productive. Um, and in this case, a panel discussion on the 4th um, of November, um, 7.30 till 9 o'clock. I will chair that discussion. And in doing so, you know, but for, you know, making sure voices are heard and playing devil's advocate where necessary if there isn't opposition to certain points, you know, I won't be really bringing much of my opinion to bear on it, you know, apart from, of course, you know, you're not necessarily a neutral observer as a moderator, you know, I'm not going to pretend that. But also, I feel fairly well qualified to be in that seat because I don't know where I stand on it, really. I feel like I'm, I'm going to be asking questions of the panel so that I can understand it all better. Uh, much like you guys do. Um, there are such a vast amount of, of, a very broad spectrum of opinion from those that are frustrated and this being the final straw and they're leaving through to people saying that this is just a sensible move for a mature organisation that needs to raise, raise some funds through membership fees, you know, um, <laughs> and everything in between. So, um, so yeah, I've got a few, got a few thoughts on it, but less on this show. Am I going to be talking as much about that and my opinion on it, because I'm looking forward to being informed by that more thorough discussion that's coming soon. But I am going to be talking a bit more about how frustrated I've been with some of the tribalism that emerges from it, like some of the takes that came. Motions ran high and it was almost like a cartoonish version of argumentation on stuff like this that occurred on both sides of a spectrum and I was frustrated with both so that's kind of what I want to be talking about a bit more today right so and then as well as giving you a bit, a bit of a some of my early thoughts on value like what are the factors that I think should that affect my reasoning and what I'm going to be looking to get more information from from that session so if you're tuning in live, uh, I want to ask you a direct question, really. What are your thoughts on it now? Do you have any questions that you would like me to ask of the CSP and of the members that have got strong opinions on it, councillors and staff, etc., um, with regards to, say, what, what's happening there? Um, and, you know, if so, um, let me know. Let me know here. You don't have to do it publicly if you don't want. You can send us a message, info at physiomatters.com, info at physio-matters.com, sorry for, for email. Uh, but yeah, there's that there's that link again. Um, it's not linked, it links in the comments, but yeah, special event, 4th of November. But yeah, get, 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 don't be shy. Don't be backwards and coming forwards. Let me know what your thoughts are, um, publicly or privately, so that you can help to mature the conversation. But, but let me spit out what I'm frustrated about then. A couple of sides of the spectrum that I'm irritated by. First one is that, um, some people just any excuse, and I think I don't know. I, I'm maybe used to be this guy, you know. I think any excuse to sort of rag on the CSP. I think maybe earlier in my career I was a bit frustrated, but I don't remember acting out publicly aggressively about it. Like I don't remember. Certainly, like the thing that I'm really frustrated. Like motions run high, and I kind of understand that people might just. It might be a reason for them to blurt out that they're frustrated, and I'm not going to be whinging about that but there's some people that got carried away and just started being really insulting like you're just money grabbing pricks and stuff like that and worse language and just being nasty you know to, to like staff or to the council i don't know who they were accusing it but it was just like so badly in touch with their um, temper and their emotions that they were like not saying final you know i think maybe a bit extreme but but people like like final straw for me don't think i get value for money i'm leaving the csp it's like that 
should be the should be the like upper limit of 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 anger. Like as soon as that goes beyond it to like, and the people as me and this particular individual, or you know, they they're, they're just you know, baseless accusations. They're just just money grabbers anyway, and all that sort of stuff. It started to get a bit heated, and people were, I don't like that. Won't forgive it. Condemned uh, from me. But also, can play is so unproductive. You know, it's like especially when you, you know, the people quite rightly couldn't back it up. Um, it's quite telling. So I won't be having that. Uh, but I do, you know, I do have some sympathies for the fact that uh, why why do emotions run high? Why do people that are otherwise disengaged then suddenly speak up like that? And I think a lot of it is based on this really interesting concept of obligation that's occurred within the city. You just don't hear that as much from other professional bodies. You know, I speak to my old team, podiatry colleagues and stuff like that. And chiropractors I've been speaking to more recently because I'm speaking at the BCA's event in, in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll find out more about that. I might do a tune it over on, on it ahead of time. Really interesting panel um about interprofessional stuff but the reason i mentioned different professions is because they don't seem to have the same relationship with their governing body in this way because they've kind of sometimes they've got options you know they've got they can choose and i know people it's a bit of a binary choice really the csp is the only show in town which has its upside of course as well but it's just that they and there's like in some cases, like 40, 50% of them that, that to have their insurance elsewhere and stuff like that. And they might be part of a really niche special interest group, but they don't have, they don't, they don't feel that, they don't consider that to be worthwhile. So they don't bother. Whereas the CSP has a vast, vast majority. And I forget exactly how much I'll, I'll get my data together ahead of the event, but it's like, I'm pretty sure it's good north of 90% of the physiotherapists in the UK, I think, are, are chartered. I think. You know, by, by chartership, by that being, of course, just by way of membership to the CSP. And so I um, I definitely I definitely find it interesting that because people feel obliged, almost like it's a, right, HCPC, you are obliged to join the HCPC to be a registered and practicing legal physio. But then you, you you then it's almost like pay the CSP say pay the HCPC this obliged you are then pay the CSP this obliged you're not you you're choosing to join a membership organisation there it might be the, a, a sensible choice to do it but it's just that because people sense this is obligation they almost like dragged along for it they then seem to act out in really interesting ways I know I might not be I might be wrong on this it might be for other reasons as well as obligation but. I sense that that's what's happening is that people just feel like there's I've no choice of control over this. Um, I have to pay it, and and therefore you know it's just the sort of thing that that you wouldn't you wouldn't have. You know, people might be angry at Netflix, but they can just leave, can't they? And um, people don't feel like that way about the CSP, and, and maybe nor should they. Maybe people shouldn't feel like the CSP is as optional as, as, as I'm suggesting it is there. Um, but there's also the reasons that people tell me when I ask that question: what, why is it that people get so animated about it and stuff? And it's just because, and then some people, I'm really meaning well by this, they're going to say because it could, it could be so much better, and because it has that almost monopoly over over physios um, being members and stuff, myself included, and. and people frustrated that it could be better in their opinion and so they get a bit animated about it and that's where it becomes interesting because i think that there would be 
would be interesting if there were more obvious and deeper engagement and therefore people felt more represented and people participated more in it and they could understand that then their frustrations could be channeled into effective change for the better which of course i think you know council members that are going to be joining us and stuff next week or, and, and, and um you think about alex mckenzie came on physio matters on long form podcast at the beginning of the year to reflect on a really challenging year of 2020 um you know she was saying that you know get involved and stuff and i tried to rally around and get people to vote and interact with the csp council elections to no good effect you know you lot since then have told me about how like it was interesting to hear some of the candidates thoughts but not enough to stop me being just apathetic and and that's the thing people are just not bothered and then that's what's really interesting is that people are like not bothered and then they put the price up and then they're really bothered and it's just like oh, okay we need to find somewhere between we need to find sort of engagement exercises that, that, that sort of balance that out a little bit so i'm going to come to your comments and stuff in a second um i can see some of those coming in apologies to those that are trying to post on certain platforms and it's not necessarily showing up for me i've been having some problems i think with with linkedin recently but if you are watching live on linkedin the drop us a message and it'll tell us whether or not that's working but also if you can wherever you're joining us then please do post your comments if i'm not reaching out to them bringing them on screen live it is because it's not feeding me them as easy as it used to and i will visit them afterwards and definitely integrate them into my moderation of the session next week but it's smart for me to ex describe the other extreme as well that's frustrated me because um you know that these people that hold the position both quietly and publicly um privately and publicly sorry that you know, this is completely reasonable and justified. If you understand the mechanics of the needs for and the mechanism of the fee increase going through our elected council, then this is this is a completely justified thing, uh, kept as low as is possible, but to just you know to 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 make sure it funds the organisation's plans, you know. Um, which I think is completely what a what a fair position, right? And, and one that we need to hear out and we need to understand. And you know, great, we're going to give plenty of platform to. Now there's. There's a, but there is a more extreme version of, of that though, where people then sometimes think that they can make, as soon as, as, soon as uh, someone's challenging a fee increase or any other decision that the CSP might have made through whatever mechanism, that there are, there are some people that any criticism of anything that the CSP does can be met with, well, what are you doing about it? Unless you run for run for council, then your your, your opinion's not valid. You know, it's 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 not asking not what what the CSP can do for you, but what can you do for the CSP? And therefore, get lost. You know, you you put put your opinions away unless you meet this particular arbitrary standard of of um, of participation. And that is a funny one for me because there's a kernel of truth in there where it's like it's a members organization and you're one of sixty thousand people that could share their voice through the right channels and maybe you'll initiate change and if you volunteer yourself to this and of course we, we could we could the same rarely do you find the same people making the same argument when they are shaking their fist at their local councillors for not sorting out their bins or the potholes in the road and stuff like that right there's something to be said for being justified at your annoyance about something that you pay for without then, you know, if, if I'm if I'm saying to my, I wouldn't decide to pick a bone with my local councillor through whatever channel about, say, potholes and bins, right? If they just turned around and went, well, run for office then, you know, what are you coming to, what are you coming to us for? Why don't you, you do something about it? Why don't you run? It's like, they've got a they've got a point it's a bad point but it's like well technically yeah technically i could run for run for office but you did and it's your therefore job 
and I pay my contribution to an organization of which it's fair for me to have an opinion of. Now, if I'm becoming offensive and insulting like I was describing earlier, not okay. But there are some people whose default go-to as soon as the mothership that is the CSP is sort of criticized, even quite nominally or in justified terms, and it's just this weird reactive defensiveness that, well, what are you doing about it? It's like, blimey. And especially it's painful when you see people I watched someone give like a really tepid critique of the CSB off the back of and contributed to because the fee increase had made them be thoughtful about their position within the CSB and their obligations about the CSB. But the, the people that are being accused of what, what are you doing about it? I know some of them to have participated deeply, far more in a few years of their career than many do in their entire career. Or that people are accusing folk of of not getting involved when I know them to have been very involved. And what they're meaning is you've got the wrong opinion on this. Now, they're not saying I've, I disagree with you. They're not saying, shall we talk about it? They're just sort of saying like that opinion's unjustified. It's so unjustified that unless you get involved, you can't say it. It's just bad thinking, bad argumentation, not going to do the organization any good, not going to help us make any progress because it's so dismissive. It's just like a closing down of a discussion. Now, if you think, could I, do I think that anyone could hold that position? Yeah, I think they could. You know, free speech guy after all and want to discuss everything. It's not completely mental that people might think it. People clearly do think it and they say it. But I'm just here admitting that much like the person that just wants to say, well, they're just money grabbing and that's their motivation without justification, right? I think you're, you're not invited to a mature adult conversation, unfortunately. It's a bit like that, really. If you're just like, well, no, put your opinions down unless you're running for counsel, what? Every time, you know, and until you get elected for it. And you know, just the qualification to share in the public opinion about a member organization of which you part fund as a member. That is that is madness. You know, it's not an opinion you shouldn't hold, shouldn't share. But I'm just saying that, in my opinion, that is a really unsustainable model. And, and, and one that I think is, is just really poor and not going to get us anywhere. And I think, I think it's illogical. I think it sets a ridiculously high bar for people to be able to pass comment. Um, and that whilst there are people out there that are disrespectful and, and not appropriately understanding of some of the processes and governance and the amount of voluntarism that supports the organization and the amount that reps do and the amount of brain space that even if it's not just time, but the attention and care that reps will do to support the CSP members as, as, as fit, say volunteers and across various different aspects of the CSP's work. I know that that happens and I'm sorry that that happens and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and come at me if you think, if you think I'm, I'm someone that is, is not respectful of those things. I mean, I, some of you know, I might have mentioned before, but, but Charlotte, my wife, it's a CSP rep. Um, we, we've been involved in the CSP in a number of different ways historically and stuff. And um, and I know full well and often firsthand how involved it is. Now you've got a lot of people that really care, you know. Um, I disagree with many of them on many things, you know, and we'll come to some of them in a minute. But, um, but that happens. But that doesn't give you cover if you want to then be dismissive of opinions you don't like or trying to do some sort of really bizarre and counterproductive by the way PR strategy uh, to try and squash any criticism and critique by saying what are you doing about it you know it's like God, just on it honestly I've heard that 
nearly said monthly. That's probably a bit hyperbolic. At least every few months, someone will say something like that on some fora. And not random people either, by the way. I mean, sometimes you know, councillors and staff and and um, former, you know, uh, what they called, what the uh, sort of grand wizards of the CSP called. Someone help me out on that. There's a word for but fellows, fellows of the CSP and stuff will sometimes say that or or other ceremonial monarchs or whatever they are will say stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying they shouldn't say it, but I just think it's, it's a poor opinion to hold. And I think it doesn't, it's not, as I say, um, tent, it's not uh, going to contribute well to the, the discussion, the, the debate. So what I think, um, what I think we want to understand is, I've said I'll, I'll share some early thoughts on value, but the main thing I wanted to say was that that's where I'm just admitting that we want to bring some of these points to bear in the conversation on the, the event that we're doing. But I will share my early thoughts on value for money because I think that seems to be the central theme. When, when you guys have been in touch and I look at all the requests to do this as a show or could we do a, a longer form podcast or as we're doing, we're channeling it into an event. What I want to admit is that a lot of the points that are being raised, it begs the question about value for money when the fee increase makes everyone then think, right, what's my position on this? In January, what do I what, what am I gonna do? Am I happy about it? You know, am I gonna am I gonna stick or twist? You know, do I do I stick and, and pay the fees um, and then might change my behavior? Um might just pay and I'm fine with that and I'm gonna stay um as involved or uninvolved as I was. You've got people that are gonna then uh, leave and find options elsewhere and, and they're then thinking about what does that look like, what are their options. Um and 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 the strength of opinion is is variable there. But it does seem to be a you know a lot of you saying about value for money. So if you think about the the I'm not going to be able to list it all, but there's lots of things that the CSP do. Um and in my opinion it's massively varied as to how good they are at doing those things. Um they if you had to you had to make it into into two parts, then it's fair to say that the CSP is a specialized trade union for physiotherapists, and then it is our professional body that has a royal charter. Associated to both parts is the Royal Charter, but it's just that you know you, you could typically understand the um ch chartership usually associated to professional bodies of um professionals to associate credibility beyond registration. So the uh, that that is in a nutshell the two arms of it um and nearly said wings of it you know i don't think necessarily internally there's there's major conflicts there i think that philosophically I, I've, I've spoken openly about the fact that i think that is an unsustainable balance to try and have uh but that's not up for grabs on conversation right now that doesn't necessarily affect it but it does affect people's perception of value for money if if like me they are more bothered um interprofessionally and, and want to discuss things publicly um about sort of raising professional standards um and uh, reducing unwarranted variation and that sort of stuff especially those like me and msk and sport um then often they, they this that conversation is about the professional body side and, and sometimes leaves behind therefore the um trade union side and if if you're not someone that wants to have or it feels likely that they need the support of their trade union to do that and not a trade unionist by disposition or whatever, they sometimes might feel that they, they, they're paying their money and not getting good value because they're not using or feeling and respecting the other things that they get for it. And it's not an a la carte thing, right? They get it all at once. Um, my, 
my opinions on on value is that I I do see some value in the various different things that they do, and therefore I've remained a member. And I think one of the big ones for me, and I'll be opening this up for discussion at the, at the event, really, is that the specialised element of the the trade union has its pro has it pro has its pros and cons. Um, pros being that your, your trade union reps really understand you, your roles, your duties, and how that differs from other healthcare professionals in such a way that they can then go into bat for you as real specialists. Whereas if you're with United, Unison, etc., then there's there's not necessarily that closeness to the role and the uniqueness that comes from being rehabilitation professionals and being centered around physiotherapy instead of just another slightly different lapel color to a doctor or nurse or whatever or suddenly if you're even more general, you know, just being part of a general union. But the, the downside that many will say with that is as a specialised trade union, it's therefore got less less clout than the larger ones politically. You know, it's got you've got less lobbying power and stuff. Now they collaborate and stuff, and I'm sure um, we can hear defences of, of that. I'm not saying that that's a strong argument against it. As I say, me, me personally, I've stayed a member, and in part because of that. Uh, I've been a, I'm a gobshot on the internet. I've made some mistakes in that direction, less so these days, a bit more careful. But certainly, I at times in my career, I really appreciated the expertise and specialism and compassion that the, the trade union side shared showed me, and uh, and I can still see that being a really useful force for for good. Um, but on the professional body side, I've been pretty pretty uh, you know openly uh, criticised them for for not really offering anything that would tangibly raise standards, you know, being a bit toothless in that direction. Now that's changing a little bit. And one thing I will do in tuning it over shows on either late this week or next week is um, the MSK standards consultation, which I've only been quiet on recently because I've been so busy elsewhere. Um, but that looks really good. I was, I was involved, you know, well, I say involved, you know, I can't say, I can't remember if how much I might contribute, but I was like, privy to it in an early development stage and invited to give feedback. And I think me and Matthew Wyatt contributed as part of MSKR and stuff. And yeah, really good stuff. I need to reacquaint myself with that work, but you know, it'd be remiss if I didn't say that there's some stuff that I think should have been happening years ago and I've been calling for that's being actioned, that's really, really promising. Uh, and I know a review that I sense, I think is happening next year as well with regards to understanding how the situation is with private practice and understanding the independent sector better and stuff, which uh, I don't know if I'm still being considered to be involved in and stuff, but, but you know, some really promising stuff going on there, but that doesn't stop. Um, the fact that you know, those actions have been required and, and are long overdue uh, to mean that I can understand the frustration that many have, myself included, in, in the CSPs uh, in action to some degree in some key areas of contentious practice that happens where you've got massive variations in clinical excellence and, and, and the competency level, uh, the standard is, is difficult, a difficult bar to hold because the HCPC mainly uh, or only bothered about safety related standards therefore quality governance is just not something that the, the CSP have turned up for um, in replacement of the HCPC for that um, although like I said might be changing um, and so that's where when I think about my early thoughts on value for money is I really struggle to understand as to what that looks like in terms of what good value is because there isn't a good alternative you would have to pick and choose alternative solutions that would suit you you would need to find uh, opportunity for, say, insurance and, and, and trade union um, representation and, and various other things if you wanted to try and dine a la carte on that. And so it's really hard to then aggregate all those different things and understand, well, what is a fair market rate for that that you get? 
Now, people point to the things that they notice on a regular basis, like a newsletter or a frontline magazine and stuff like that. And they try and take what they think are low-hanging fruit inefficiencies. Um, and they sometimes miss the fact that as soon as they're putting a sponsorship note on a, on a newsletter, or as soon as they're selling sponsorship advertising stand opportunities for their conference, or as soon as they're putting frontline in and it's got adverts in it, then those things are probably pretty cost neutral. I don't think that's a good example of inefficiencies. And as soon as, you know, as soon as that doesn't exist in that format, it might not be able to generate the revenue it does. So I think that that's sometimes a bit clumsy. People feel like that that's where they don't get good value because they see all this wastage as far as they're concerned. But I think that's a bit of an inaccuracy. Where I do think there's a point that can be made is that it's hard for us to know as to what, because it's such a lumped figure as to whether or not that constitutes good value or what internal inefficiencies might exist and what else as members we would want that organization to do and that's where you know it is smart for us to engage with this conversation and feed that back through whatever channels we can to our elected representatives as well as the staff uh, paid for by our subs and so uh, that's what we're doing and i'm really pleased to be to be doing it just to get some of your your thoughts on it then i'm sorry to i've got th i've got some comments here that i can't read it yeah that have come through certain channels. I think LinkedIn, I think that's what's happening where it tells me that there's a message, but I can't open it. This one's from Talita, though. She said, the problem with a quite big increase in CSVs is, as per usual, the lack of communication and breakdown from them. I'll never understand the need for an exclusive address in London for an organisation like this, which needs to be funded, obviously. Oh, she said. I also feel that for me, I'm not quite sure what I really get out of being a member beyond my PLI, but even then, it's not quite made clear what this actually really covers you for. Insurance minefield. Yeah, thanks, Talita. I think that that's a really interesting comment for, um, for and, and it's something that I think many people will agree with. I've seen a lot like that. I've seen a lot of emails coming to us or comments on my social media or DMs I've been having where people are sort of feeling like that. And I think that's a really understandable position, Talita, and I hope that our, our session next week helps to clarify that in the sense i'm not saying it would uh, i don't know whether the, is there a good enough defense to that concern and um, do we understand what the costs are associated to which bits of it and the communication piece i think is a fair one um jim's mentioning something here where it's a five percent rise and it was jim saying that comes with a problem 36p a week sounds shady increase was 16p a week but condemned yeah i think there's been claims of hypocrisy hasn't there on some of the csps comms teams for how they behave when um something doesn't suit their agenda they will condemn fhcpc rise or they will condemn a failure to increase public sector salaries and stuff i'd be mortified if we trade union didn't didn't do that by the way but then internally that's that's different you know when they need to get something through then they'll start to spin it and imply that it's like well look you know it's only a few pence an hour you know it's like yeah okay that does seem a bit cheesy doesn't it and, and, and so i don't think that's necessarily uh where we want to be going and and i think that's one of the things that would be helpful as well is that what do us as members think about those sorts of strategies you know in terms of the, the comms and how we're coming across and how we're behaving and stuff like that um i think people are increasingly uh, wanting to, to share their thoughts on it. So there's there's my early thoughts on on value. Definitely something that we I'm I'm not just doing it for effect, like I'm reserving a lot of judgment for this event because really looking forward to hearing out everyone's position on whether or not they consider um, the changes to be appropriate and justified. So yeah, special event, CFPP increase, fair, justified, inevitable. And how can we visit that together and have a positive discussion? 
Um, and so, yeah, really looking forward to it. Do sign up if you notice that it's on, I've posted the link on the chat and in the description. So please do join us. Many thanks to those that joined live. Sorry for those whose comments can't come through. I will check those out across the various different channels now, as well as then, yeah, email us info at physio-matters.com, as many of you have to feed forward your comments and questions for those that can't attend, but also then participate on the day. And we'll have various different like live polls and opportunities to bring some data to bear on it as well, which will be really fun. So yeah, thanks a lot and uh, look forward to seeing you then. I'll be back tomorrow for more Chewing It Over. And I think we'll probably end up talking about this mad semi-viral tweet that I've put out with this really gnarly x-ray. I don't know if anyone's seen this. I posted this gnarly x-ray about a farmer who's a patient of mine a while back. And uh, yeah, he had no symptoms. So I think we'll do it. We'll do a clinical one about NeoA tomorrow. Uh, Jim, if you're still listening, I'll probably have you on it, I think. But anyway, that's uh, by the by. That's for another time. But I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone. See you soon.